What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Spirit Talkers Podcast. We just got through doing a live on scary stories from the res. What'd y'all think of that? I liked it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's why we're set up like this. I just didn't feel like maneuvering everything around just to do a regular episode. But yeah, we just finished up a a great live episode on that page. Uh, Red, scary stories from the res. Man, we talked about a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We had stories from Hawaii and, I mean, where else? The UK and Taiwan. Taiwan. Hong Kong. Hong Kong. So, I mean, we had a lot of interaction, too, with the people that were in that live stream. So, shout out to LaVon. You know, sh- thank you for letting us be on your your group in your group and letting us go live and mm-hmm. she said she's on tiktok as well or the the group name is on tiktok um so hopefully we can go live on tiktok i wish there's a way i i don't know i'd have to think about how to i, mean, I might have to log in on both accounts or in one account maybe Streamyard it to where it's at multiple places but I don't know. I don't know how pages or like group pages work yet. So Tyler has a group. <laughs> how do you manage your group? <laughs> From afar. <laughs> got a private group and then you have a, uh, yeah. a public group. I, I do. I, I accidentally made the, <laughs> the private group. Dang. That's where all them seedy stories. God. Bad medicine stories Dang. are. They're tucked away. God. Yeah, keep a lock on it. <laughs> I don't want them stories to get out. <laughs> nah, it's super easy. I mean, I've never done anything like live on it or nothing, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, Face- just- Facebook's weird. Like it, because I was trying to go live from our page, but it wouldn't allow me to do that. Like, mm-hmm. f- go from our page into that group and go live. Like, it wouldn't allow me. And I was like, this is stupid. Like, live from the group? Yeah. So that's See, why I just I, went live on mine. On mine, like I think the private one, like you have to create like an account, like a separate account for it, because mm-hmm. then I can like switch accounts. Like I can either be Scoden Cinema or I can be Tyler Randall. That that makes sense. Yeah. So make an actual profile. Yeah. Of Spirit Talkers. <laughs> yeah. I might have to do that then. Yeah. And I mean, you can do all that. kinds of things with it then. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even think of that. So when you hear me talking trash, it's Scoden Cinema. It's still me, but I'm hiding. <laughs> Someone put all y'all on blast. <laughs> it's a Chris Hunk of Hill. Yeah. That's my- <laughs> yeah. I'll probably make us a. Oh, dang. That'd be another account, though. I know. I'm telling you. So I might make us a a profile, like a person profile, just so we can be able to go live and just start adding a bunch of people. Yeah. But it's such a hassle. It's like, yeah. Then you gotta tell everybody like, go, f- go friend us and yeah, go friend us, go follow us. It's just such a, it's just a hassle. Yeah, because nobody's on Facebook a lot. Yeah, and there's a lot more other things to do than just be on Facebook and be our friend on there. Yeah, but um, if you guys had any listener stories, just random, it don't matter. Yeah. Did you get any stories, Chris? Yeah, I got several stories. Um, let me see. I just got one from... Uh, I don't know. That, oh, a- that okay. Ashley. 
And uh, these are witching stories, so I don't know if our listeners can handle these. (laughs) But uh, I'm going to let, who wants to read this? I'll read it. All right. Uh, It says, there's two that happened before I was born. Some of my family told me that my Uncle Willie got killed that way because he released that book about Oklahoma Seminoles and sharing our ways with the outside world. Also, my grandpa, he got good at VA benefits. He got good VA benefits so that my mom said that a lot of people were jealous of him. And the first time he got put bad medicine on him, he started saying that he was seeing snakes um, everywhere, all over the house, but no one else could see them. He also said that he kept seeing this woman with red hair, but he couldn't see her face. Uh, My mom and my grandma finally got him to go to the medicine man and got him doctored up. But then when I was four uh, was when my grandpa got real sick all of a sudden, and he had a heart attack, and he got rushed to the OKC hospital. He was in there for a while, but my mom said the doctors uh, tried to say he was brain dead or had little activity. But my mom said he knew if he was hungry. So how is that? Uh, one of my longtime, one of his longtime friends came to see him in the hospital and told my mom, "Hey, someone put some bad medicine on him." That my auntie had brought um, some medicine into his room. My mom said that he started to get better because of that. And then I guess a nurse or a cleaning person had come into the room to tidy up when everyone was gone, and they threw that medicine away. And my mom said then he went downhill and ended up passing away later on that day. Even though I was real young when this happened, it's still one of my earliest memories. After his funeral, there was a stagini um, on our front porch, and my mom had a shotgun and was on the phone with my grandma crying about what to do. And then you could hear other ones in the trees behind our house. And they were talking and laughing about what they had done to my grandpa. Dang. Oh, dang. She she sent another story, so let's mm. let... Uh... Uh, also, I think my um, step-grandpa um, be using bad medicine, too. Because he always wore this bandana that I think was doctored. When he used love medicine on my grandma, and he was a woman abuser and user, my mm. grandma got real sick all of a sudden a few years ago. And then I find out that his daughter was moving back to Oklahoma. And I think he killed my grandma so that he would have the house to himself and his daughter. My mom ended up calling him out on anything. And uh, she's been dealing with the consequences of that. Because I know he put some bad medicine on her. My mom's been to three medicine people who have all told her the same thing about it. Being a man with two women and put the stuff on her. And they describe him and his daughter and his sister. And they tried to make her go crazy like my grandpa back in the day. And when, uh, and we would have these weird bugs around the house that no one could identify. And they were really only bothered. And they really only bothered my mom. So she would break out in hives and just be miserable because of them. She said one time it seemed like something was pulling her earring out and it went flying across the bathroom. I don't know. Some strange things happened all the time during this period. Mudo, you know, we're always talking about, you know, uh, our Muscogee and Seminole relatives, you know. Again, you know, in in these areas, you know, this stuff is real. These people deal with these kind of things. You know, I know a lot of tribes, they like to joke around and play around and, you know, but for here, this is the real deal. Uh, and then we had several other stories that were sent to us from that as well. 
Um, and it's ghost stories from the res. I think I said scary stories from the res. Mm. I don't know. I can't remember. But I think there is a page called Scary Stories of the Res. I, yeah, there's, like we were talking about earlier, I think that's the one that people are banned from. Scary Stories <laughs> scary from the Res. Scary Stories from the Res. And we were on Res Stories. From the res. Ghost we're ghost <laughs> stories. We're on ghost stories from the res. Yes. Yeah. So everybody go follow go uh join that page and uh we might be on there again. And then go follow them on TikTok. We might be on there as well doing a live thing. We might get blocked too. No, <laughs> just, oh. just get blocked after that. <laughs> it's a block party. <laughs> Y'all are invited. Yeah. I got one, uh they want to be arraigned. Uh, remained anonymous they said uh when my son was around three months my mom and cousins was babysitting for me i had a crib in my room with a baby monitor and the other monitor was in the living room well my mom had put my son in his crib to sleep my room was one of the ones that was in the back of the house well it wasn't long after my mom had laid my son down when both her and my cousin heard an old lady talking i'm the baby in the baby monitor next to my son's head it was whispering, and she couldn't make out what she was saying. She ran back to my room, and no one was there. So she grabbed my son and never left him alone. Mm. Another time when we was living there, we had family come in for homecoming. Our house was packed. My auntie was sleeping in the first bedroom, which was my brother's room, and her sons were sleeping in the living room. When we was asleep, my auntie heard a golf ball bouncing up and down the hallway. While she was hearing that, my cousin in the living room could hear something walking around in the kitchen she told so he told his brother his brother told him it was nothing and that he'll stay awake until he falls asleep when his brother was about to fall asleep something had grabbed and picked his legs up from the air mattress and dropped him down mm. his feet was up against the movie rack that was ha- that we had so there wasn't any any way someone could grab his legs without bumping into the rack so the next morning my mom and auntie was talking about her hearing that golf ball during the night when my mom opened the cabinet to where the cups were that where the cups were that golf ball was right there funny thing is we didn't have any golf balls in our house thank you for reading my stories dang oh and then also i forgot to add that my mom and her mom and her significant other both see stuff or look out their closet see stuff or look out of their closet my mom seen an old lady walk into your end of the closet and then out and her man's seen a tall dark shadow bend down and peek its head out from their closet mm. Mm. Uh, i have a listener story well it's a it's a story that uh they want to kind of shed some light on our uh uh one story uh, about uh that shawnee cornstalk i'm gonna let tyler read this mm. he's got good eyes over there says, hey, Chris, I hope you and your family are doing good. I caught the latest pod on Mothman. The stories the Shawnees understand is that after Cornstalk retreated across the Ohio, across the Ohio, a large contingent of another group of Shawnees and Mingo, Delaware, were going to attack the Fort Point Pleasant. Cornstalk went to warn the people of the impending attack and the members of the militia that fought against Cornstalk were present were present at the fort and took him and his party captive. 
The rest of the story y'all talked about on the pod is the same as we understand. We also understand our language was much more powerful than it is today. Just wanted to share that with you. Enjoying the pods. Hope to catch up with you sometime. Mado. Mado, Mr. Miller. I sure appreciate that. I got another one. This is a long one. But um, my name is Ricky Mock. 42 years of age. My story takes place when I was 13. I wish I had photos of the layout of my childhood home in Seminole, Oklahoma, where this event took place. It was three bedrooms, one and a half bath with an attached garage. When you entered through the front door, if you were to go right, you'd go into the dining room kitchen. If if looking into the dining room area, there was a small, there was a wall with a door to the left that's left that's garage door. Along the wall is a curio cabinet. Along the right wall is a small window. There's a table with two chairs on the right near the window, a bench seat on the left, and a chair on each end of the table. If you were to go left, you'd be heading towards the living room and towards the hallway. In the hallway straight ahead is the bathroom. Right was my room, and left straight ahead was parents' was parents room another left was brother's room one night around 2 or 3 a.m when i was 13 i woke up and sat up on my bed with my feet on the floor i remember thinking about how thirsty i was thirsty i was and i remember something in my head wanted me to go get water from the kitchen even though my bedroom was next to the bathroom i literally thought why go to the kitchen when the bathroom is right there after a few minutes of this thought and something in my head saying kitchen go to the kitchen I caved in and went to the kitchen. As I walked halfway through the living room, I look up, and what I see stops me in my tracks. This is an extremely dark silhouette of a person sitting at the dining room dining room table with its hands clasped together. Even with the light coming in from behind this thing, it looked, it was still the darkest thing in the room. The outside light had no effect on it. I'm at a complete loss at what to do, so I start to ask ask it who it is. If it's someone that lives in my house, but no answer. After that, after what felt like forever, it began to speak. But I couldn't hear anything it said. But could tell it was saying something. Because of the light coming in the window, it looked like when you can see your own shadow talking when you talk. Uh, I told it I couldn't hear it, but continued to talk anyway. So this may be, I said this may be three times after the last time. It got visibly upset and unclasped it unclasped its hands and laid them flat on the table then it slammed its hands onto the table and glasses and dishes shook but no sound that's when it did the scariest thing it stood straight up no bending forward to help stand it just went from a seated position to standing position then it slowly turned its head to the left and looked at me i couldn't see its face but knew it was staring at me it stood there for a minute talking but again i couldn't hear what it was saying after being told for the seventh or eighth time that i was unable to hear what it hear what was being said to me that's when it started to move to the right from the table whatever this thing was it was taller than my dad i know this because of the curio cabinet that was along the far wall and my dad was taller wasn't taller than that but this thing was at that point i couldn't handle it anymore i did the only thing i could think to do i screamed for my parents ran and crying to the room telling them someone was in my house i my dad checked all the windows and doors but they were all locked and no sign of the thing even telling you this is giving me chills and taking me back to that time. Even to this day, it's hard for me to walk into a dark room 
I usually try to make sure that lights are on or I'm able to get the lights quickly. I was telling my nieces a story and my brother asked about the phone call. After all this went down and my dad checked the house, my phone started ringing. My brother answers it and it's just someone laughing. He just hung up on them. Thanks for reading my story. Dang. That's creepy. Yeah. (laughs) Especially that phone call at the end, man. Put the exclamation point on that. All righty. You know, uh, again, uh, I want to thank each and every one of our our listeners, you know, that's come and and helped us out by sending in stories and, and, you know, helping us, you know, reach where we're at today. You know, but I know, you know, we need all the help we can get. You know, there's a lot of podcasts out there that, you know, are going over things like this. But, you know, we want everyone to know that, you know, you guys are a part of this podcast, part of this show, you know, and and you guys are what makes us who we are today. And for that, you know, I I definitely want to say Mado. I appreciate that, you know, Um, today. You know, uh, we were we brought up this uh, topic, and you know, uh, I sent out some requests for some stories, you know, uh, about spirit animals. You know, and I know being out and about like I am, you know, people kind of didn't really understood what you know spirit animals are. You know, so today, you know, uh, I'd like for you guys to kind of sit back and, and, and listen to these these stories, these explanations, you know, the these kind of spirits. These are ancient spirits, you know, every tribe had them. Every tribe utilized these stories. You know, uh, when when you're talking about spirit animals, you know, we believe that there were spirits that came from these animals. You know, you have these clan systems that are set up. And if you hear the origin stories of these clans, you know, you'll, you'll find out, you know, they came from those spirits. You know, every tribe had, you know, some kind of clan or some kind of society, you know, and, and they utilized these spirit animals. And even some of the tribes that still have these stories today still share those stories. But again, you know, a lot of this information is being lost each and every day, you know. So today, you know, I I wanted to kind of go over, you know, just a little bit of this information today. And with that being said, you know, I'm going to go over to our Kiowa brothers, you know. Our Kiowa brothers, you know, down there in Carnegie and. Anadarko, you know, way they have a dance they call the gourd dance. You know, you see these gourd dance all over Indian country, up north, all around Oklahoma, down Arizona. You know, everybody argues who created this gourd dance. You know, and I'm not here to argue or, or dispute, but uh, you know, I got this this uh, story from Warren. Weetone from the Kiowa Nation. You know, he's a well-respected individual, knows his language, knows his culture, and he knows his history. You know, so this is a story that came from him. And uh, 
again, you know, this dance, you know, he kind of said, you know, it started, you know, around the 1700s. And in Kiowa, it was referred to as the Taipei, which means ready to go, ready to die. Kiowas believe that this dance was given to them by the Red Wolf. The Kiowa, it, was, it started by a Kiowa warrior became separated from his group. After traveling for, for days, this warrior became weak and hungry. Near his fatal hour, he heard some singing in the distance. He followed this sound until he came to the top of a hill. On that other side of that hill stood a red wolf. This red wolf was standing on his hind legs as it sung one beautiful song after another. At the end of each song, the red wolf gave a strong howl. The warrior became entranced by the haunting melodies that went on all afternoon. Towards dusk, the red wolf invited the warrior to come down and eat and drink with him. While this warrior gained his strength back, he listened to the instructions of the spirit of this animal that saved his life. The red wolf instructed the warrior to take the song and dance back to his people as a gift. The red wolf said, always remember me by giving a wolf howl at the end of each song. The red wolf gave many teachings to the Kiowa people that formed a lot of the hierarchy of Kiowa warrior society, whose duties was to police and protect their people. So a hoe for that story. You know, again, you know, this is just one example of animal spirit, you know, that our native people believed in. You know, so do you guys have any comments on that? Have y'all seen the gourd dance? I'm sure you guys have. Yeah, I've seen the gourd dance. I've heard that story very similar to that. It's kind of neat that you you just said that because, like I said, I've, I've heard that same origin story, I guess. So that's cool. Yeah, I never knew, like, the story behind gourd dancing. But I remember just, again, with my grandma, like, we'd go watch it. Powerful, powerful dance. I enjoy watching them. Mm-hmm. Even now, I I had to heard that story, you know, a while back, and then when Warren came over, you know, we were doing a, a, a practice on on learning gourd songs, and he came over and was you know telling us this song and that song. But before he did that, you know, he told us that creation story, and again, you know, I thought that was pretty awesome. You know, again, I appreciate that a hoe and my dough for that one. Mm-hmm. And yours is similar, Tyler? Yeah, it's just, it's basically the same story. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, this next story, <clears throat> I might have one of these guys read it because I'm losing my voice. But this one's over the elk spirit. And I'll read it. I'm closer to you. This is the story of a young man that was an orphan. He had nothing and no one. He was all alone. He was of age to take a wife, but he had nothing or no talent. Sounds like me. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. No. Uh, <laughs> no, Tyler. <laughs> just teasing. 
But he was a good young man and always helpful. If he was lucky to get game, he would share it with others that had nothing. He always prayed to the Great Spirit for guidance. He was alone and very lonely. One day, all the young men, including himself, stood outside their lodge, while all the parents of the young ladies came to discuss the courtship ceremonies. These ceremonies could last a long time. It was time for the young men to prove that they could take a wife. A lot of negotiation was going on during this time, but no one came to his lodge. He was very shamed and sad. When everyone went into their lodge for the night, he went in his alone. Saddened, he began to cry. He asked the Great Spirit to help him, and he told the Great Spirit that he is a hard worker and loyal and would like to have a family. He asked the Great Spirit to guide him if it was meant to be, and if it was not meant to be, then that he would show him a better way to serve him and his people. The next morning he woke and he went outside to go collect wood for his lodge, and when he stepped out there was fog all around so thick you couldn't even see he couldn't even see his hand in front of his face but he began to walk into the woods and suddenly he heard a noise something big and breathing deep coming towards him coming towards him he stopped for out of this deep fog stepped out the elk spirit and the elk spirit uh, spoke to him and told him the great spirit has heard your request and sent him to gift you a song this song is to help you get what you are asking for is a mate uh, what you're asking for is a mate a good and true mate but this is only used this one time only for you do not abuse it once you have chosen your mate you must never use it again there will be a curse on you if you abuse it and the elk spirit sings this beautiful song and then tells him to sing it once the sun rises tomorrow morning and your request will be granted the one you choose will be faithful and true, and to treat her good and to take care of her. And he goes back to his lonely lodge, and he sits inside praying and thinking the great spirit till the next day. Morning comes, and he steps outside while the sun begins to come out. He began to sing this elk song, and everyone in the village came out of their lodges, and all the young ladies come to his lodge. Even young ladies from other villages came over, and he sings this song until noon. And when he stops, he opens his eyes, and he has all of these young ladies standing before him. Many of the fathers come to him and tell him about their daughters, and many days he finally decides on a wife, and they begin to start their own village together. Mudo. Oh, you know, that story, you know, I know it uh, is from the Suan people. You know, I'm not going to say which Suan tribe... Because they all have a version of this story. You know, some believe it's a song. Some believe it's a, a medicine. You know, some even believe it's an incantation. You know, but, you know, again, this story, you know, has multiple versions of it. So, again, up, up, up north, this is kind of a, a common story. So, Mado, and I apologize, you know, I'm trying to do better on... Uh, Getting all these stories together, but for some reason I forgot to put uh, uh, names on that. So again, I, that's my fault. I apologize, but again, I want to thank everybody for giving us those stories. But oh, <laughs> but yeah, you'll always hear uh, that elk 
that a lot of people joke about that, you know, elk is the one that makes that love medicine. So, <laughs> you know, to me, that's that's pretty funny. And I, I know uh, you go up north, a lot of those guys, they don't joke about that kind of stuff, you know. So, yeah. you know, to the, I know some of them do, but, you know, a long time ago, they wouldn't joke about that kind of stuff. I mean, that was some serious stuff. So the next story uh, I was wanting to talk about was the buffalo spirit. You know, again, you know, there's several different versions of, you know, this buffalo story, you know, and some are are varied quite a bit, and then a lot of them, they're kind of similar. You know, uh, uh, they have a group up north, they call them the Buffalo Nation. You know, so again, um, this buffalo spirit came to the original Siouan people when they were in a very bad and pitiful way. They were hungry and cold. They saw their people getting sick and dying. Their spiritual leaders prayed for comfort and help. Wonkantonka, the great spirit, heard their cry and sent buffalo spirit to them. This buffalo would give up his life and teach them how to make shelter and how to feed and doctor their people. Today... They are known as the Buffalo Nation. You know, in Indian country, again, you know, there's, there's prime examples of these spirit animals. And this is what I was, you know, was, was, was requesting, you know. And, and, and again, I appreciate, you know, these individuals sending in these stories because these are traditional stories from their people. You know, and again, there's different variations. So I know everybody's going to say, ah, oh, they ain't right. They ain't how it was told to me or. You know, but, you know, there's different versions of it. So we'll just say that much. Here's a, a wood woodpecker story of the woodpecker spirit. I'll let Russell read that one. A long time ago, a young man was courting a young lady. It was time for her to go to her father and ask for his daughter. He brought blankets and a few horses to her father and asked for his daughter but he said no there is another but he said no there is another more suitable for my daughter and he brought many blankets many horses and war clubs and tools so i have given her to him because she can he can provide the best the young warrior was heartbroken but walked away he went into the woods and sat there for days not eating and crying he began to talk to his creator and asked if this was the way it was supposed to be he loved this young lady with all his heart he could not think of anyone else to love. And the tree was a woodpecker's spirit. It began to talk to him. It said, young warrior, the creator sent me to help you. He wants you to know life isn't always easy, but with hard work you can succeed. The woodpecker said, do you really want her? Are you willing to listen and to do what I say? The warrior said, yes. The woodpecker said, take that dead branch from that cedar tree and clean all the bark off of it. Till it has smooth sides. The young warrior did as he was, he was instructed. The woodpecker spirit told him how to hollow it out. The young warrior did as he was instructed. The woodpecker took the hollowed out branch and drilled drilled holes into it. Then the young warrior then told the young warrior to take one of the cedar chips and tie it on the short thin end of the branch. The young warrior did as he was instructed. The woodpecker spirit said, "Now listen." 
the creator is going to teach you a song so just listen to the wind the wind began to pick up and a sad but beautiful melody came out of this branch came out of this branch it played for a long time when then it stopped the woodpecker spirit said no it is your turn to play that tune so the young warrior picked up the branch and began to breathe through it he played this sad melody repeatedly he played it till he heard a noise in the woods it was the young lady that he was courting she asked him why are you playing this sad song he said because i lost you to another she said i heard this sad sound and i wanted to come see it and it was you she said this is not true she said that is not true what my father wants is not what my heart wants i choose you they married and raised many children this warrior taught all his children and anyone that wanted to learn how to make this flute a hope again you know um several tribes up north you know they have different versions of this story you know so you know again these are are, are examples you know of, of how natives looked at animals you know you hear a lot of people saying well Animals can't have spirits because they have no soul. Mm. But, you know, for native folks, that's not so. You know, mm. the, we, we believe that they gifted us and gave us a lot of things. You know, there's even stories about horses and beavers and, you know, even snakes that, that gave us things and gifted us things. You know, and when they would talk about they used to talk to us, you know, you're talking about supernatural kind of stuff when, you know, these animals come and, and address you and to teach you things, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, I know uh, when when we were thinking about this topic, you know, I, I told uh, uh, Tyler to quit looking at those things on the Internet. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But to see if he could find, you know, other uh, videos of, of animals, you know, that, you know, spirit animals, you know, and I know uh, uh, Russell, you know, uh, sent us uh, several, uh, what do you call it, short clips uh, mm-hmm. of uh, animals, you know, animal spirits. So, you know, but before we do that, before we go into that, you know, I had a individual sent me a story and uh, it's, a <laughs> it's kind of an interesting story. You know, this is about this uh, young lady. Well, she's not young anymore. She says she's older now. But, you know, uh, she grew up in a different part of the U.S., away from her people. Uh, I think she said she grew up in, like, San Francisco or something like that, if I remember correctly. But anyway, uh, she said uh, they lived out in the outskirts, you know, of, of San Francisco. And... uh Kind of where they lived, it was still kind of, you know, little little communities here and there. But for the most part, there were, you know, animals, you know, that would come. And she said she was, uh, she was in college, you know, at this time. And, you know, she wasn't living at home. And she had a, like a little shack out kind of towards the, the wooded area. Uh, anyway, she said uh, she saw this little kitten out on her back porch and it just looked pitiful and so she ran inside and you know got some food and water and she took it out there and she fed it and took care of that little kitten and it was a little little black kitten 
and scared, scurried off, ran off. And uh, every day, every morning, she'd go out, look for it, you know, put some food out, some water. It was getting bigger, you know. She got to play with it and hold it and, you know, uh, even would take it inside, you know, and and let it sit on her uh, desk while she studied, you know. And then towards evening time, she'd let it out, you know, and run around. And She said, but the older it got, you know, it started quit looking like a cat. It started kind of looking different. And uh, she said, but before she knew it, you know, after... A while, it started to get that streak down its middle, mm. and uh, <laughs> uh, she had a boyfriend that you know she was courting. He finally come over and was hanging out, and she goes, "Oh, you know, I need to go f- feed my kitty," and uh, he said, "Well, I'll do it. I'll do it." She said, "Well, just put some of that meat on there and put that bowl of water out there." So he went, opened that door, and sure enough, you know. That thing was waiting, you know, and he screamed. He said, he said, man, you got a skunk out there. You got a skunk, you know. And she, he said, give me a broom. I'm going to run it off. I'm going to run it off. And she goes, no, that's my that's my kitten. That's my, my kitty. He said, that ain't no kitty. That's a skunk. And uh, anyway, you know, she got on to him. She said, well, you leave it alone. She said, that, that belongs to me, you know. He, he's mine. You know, and, and so, you know, he he moved on, I guess you might say. But, you know, she had that relationship with this animal, with this skunk, you know. And, and she realized, you know, afterwards that, yeah, it was a skunk. But, you know, you know, she had that relationship with it, you know. And uh, she said, you know, it finally, you know, uh, died. And... She said, you know, when you knew it was at the back porch, it would always scratch in a certain manner. And she would always know that. She would, When she would hear that, if she forgot to put something out or forgot to let him in, you know, she would hear that scratch. And, you know, after she knew it passed away, you know, she buried it in, in her backyard, you know, the next morning. She heard that scratching. Mm. And she said she lived there for about two or three more years at that residency. And she said every now and then you would hear that scratching. Mm. That's weird. That's pretty cool. That is cool. I thought you were going to say it started turning into like a human. I thought thought you were going with that story. I did actually. like. Cause it, you said like it had this white streak, but I wasn't thinking a skunk. I was thinking of like, oh man, it's gonna. I don't know. I don't know what's coming <laughs> next. Gonna be uncle. I know. Be... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I thought, and then when you said the the guy looked at it, I thought you said there's a little man that, or like something. <laughs> so He's gonna recognize scary, it. like something like that. I was waiting on that, but yeah. it just turned out to be a skunk. So. <laughs> but, uh, so, Not a skunk, a ghost skunk. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool though. That is an awesome Cause, story. Because like, people always like, I mean, you see it on TikTok too. Like there are people that take care of raccoons now. Mm-hmm. They'll find them and they'll just start feeding them, mm-hmm. and they'll just like come around and then they'll they know when they're getting fed, mm-hmm. and like like cats too. Like I have that cat now, and 
it, it just showed up one day and it's like a neighborhood cat though i know it goes and eats other places but <laughs> more 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 like as he gets he, as he's gotten older though he just kind of hangs out around here mm. and i always tell him like protect us like protect the neighborhood <laughs> you know because i've been reading about cats and like how they don't they find you like they come at the right moment of like mm-hmm. if you need some sort of protection mm-hmm. and like they're they're right in between like this reality and that spirit reality and when they take cat naps during the day they they just they're out but when it's nighttime i've seen them too like he'll be up in that chair just looking around mm-hmm. like looking at something and like because i'll just check on him and he's just like looking and then like he it's like he doesn't sleep or anything and i'm just like dang because we we live by that cemetery too mm-hmm. and so I, i'm like dang he's seeing something whatever's looking at him's looking right in that right in the window where i'm looking out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah we had a cat like that when i lived out in coweta mm-hmm. um it just showed up one day it's this bright orange cat had you know, white stripes and this real pretty cat. Mm-hmm. And, um, this same thing. Like he mainly lived out, you know, outside, but every once in a while to get cold out, you know, we'd bring him in mm-hmm. and the girls would, you know, let him sleep with them or whatever. But yeah, you want to talk about a guard cat, man, that thing was all the time getting stuff. I remember, I can't remember. It was probably midnight, one o'clock. I was out watching TV in the living room, man. And I heard just like this, Rawr! I mean, it was just like, going to town i was kind of nervous man about you know going out there and seeing what it was so anyway long story short next morning i went out there man it was a bunch of feathers i don't know what it was but there was a pile of feathers and just like just like innards like so whatever it got man it was like it ripped it up and um uh so i think i told the story before but we ended up losing that house and we moved to broken arrow and we lived off this back in this i swear this house was cursed it would be another good episode but um we lived in this house behind main street broken arrow and um we brought the cat and you know i they said you know like well you don't want him to like you want it since you bring a cat to a new place you don't just let him go because he don't know where he's at mm-hmm. so you want to keep him around the house so we didn't let him out for like almost two two th- i mean we let him out you know but whatever but mm-hmm. We keep an eye on him is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Like let him go off on his own. So we kept him inside the house for probably about two or three weeks just so he could kind of get his surroundings and, you know, his new bearings. And, like, this is where you live now. You don't live in the old place. And I remember that night um, we had this big wraparound front porch. And I took that cat and I said, and we named him Thomas. And I was like, all right, Thomas. I said, this is your new home. And I said the same thing. I said, go protect us, you know. And I said, uh you know, be cool. And then I put him down on the, on the, um, steps. It's almost like a scene out of a movie, man. This cat just kind of like walked and he stopped right in like the street light. Mm-hmm. And he looked back at me and I was looking down on the porch and I said, be good. And man, he, as soon as he, I said that he turned around and just took off in the dark. And I never saw that cat again. He was Whoa. gone. <laughs> And I mean, we lived, in, you know, like on Main Street. You figured you'd run into him, but like, he was gone. Like, whatever he went, he went, and he never showed back up again. So it's kind of cool. Like he came in and just ghosted out. You know? Yeah, I've been reading like they protect you like spiritually, mm-hmm. 
and dogs will do it physically. Dogs can dogs can still see like that realm or whatever, but they're more of like physically here, and they protect you physically. And they say it's like always good to have a cat and a dog. Is what I've been reading. I, I mean, I'm just I'm just paraphrasing everything I'm reading, but it, basically that's what they're saying. They're like, if you don't believe that, then look at like the mummy when mm-hmm. that, that cat get gets shown to the mummy and he just freaks out and leaves. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay, that's you know, like I didn't get it as a kid, yeah, but that makes a lot of sense now. Yeah, he was a bad spirit, and that when they showed him, when they showed the cat to him, he just like freaked out and yeah, uh, went off in the wind, yeah, <laughs> or whatever he did. <laughs> yeah, they see those cats, you know, on those hieroglyphics, you know, they were those talking ancient about that too. hieroglyphics. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they were prized animals even back then. They were already domesticating those things, you know, back then. When you talked to your cat, did he meow at you? Like nah. he like he knew you were talking to him. He knew I was talking to him. Yeah, because I said be cool, you know. And then he kind of like purred up, and like I said, then he kind of started walking down the steps. Like we said, we had this wraparound porch. He went out to like the yard, and then he kept on going, and he stopped, almost like he needed permission to go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I just said, you know, like bye. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like be good, like you know. And man, he just took off and never saw him again. Mm. You know, it was weird. Yeah. We always look for him too. And to this day, it's weird, man, because I'll still look for him. That's been, oh my gosh, man, 10, 15 years. There ain't no way that cat's still around, but, you know, I still look for him. Mm. He's probably out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Eating good. Eating good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll have to find a picture of him, man. He was a good cat. I've got a, another story another individual sent me, and it's this one's about a dog. And uh, anyway, um, this individual, he got this uh, dog when he was in middle school. He was having, you know, trouble. They had moved to a new area, and he didn't have a lot of friends. You know, he wasn't getting along with a lot of people at school. And you know, he was just kind of in a bad spot. And, you know, his folks, you know, he was only only kid, you know, and uh, he didn't have no siblings, you know, or anybody like that. But, you know, his folks, you know, kind of felt bad for him. So they got him a dog. You know, it was a, a, some kind of hound, hound dog. And uh, he was real faithful. You know, he got it as a puppy, you know, over the years. You know, he fed it, took good care of it, you know. He was the one that kind of slept with that dog, you know, and and uh, even through his high school years, you know, when he would go to school, you know, the dog would, would follow him all the way to the end of the yard. And then when he would come back from school, you know, that dog would be waiting on him, you know, just to be happy to see him, you know. So uh, when he got of age where he could drive, you know, him and, that dog would go cruising around, you know, and you know they had to, they'd go camping and and uh, fishing together. That dog was always there with them. It was, it was real close like that, you know. And and uh, when he was feeling down, you know that that dog would come and lay on his lap, you know. And and uh, every night before he would go to bed. You know, that dog would just jump up there, you know, and lay at the end of the bed, you know, and, and, 
anyway, you know, they had that good relationship like that, you know, and that was his friend. That was his best friend, you know, and and uh, it was time for him to go to college, you know, and he said, you know, he he went away, you know, and his, you know, first, first week and his, he'd call home and was checking on his dog and his mom would say, you know, uh, that dog would be crying for him, you know, just be lonesome. Made him feel bad. So on the weekends, he would always come home, you know, to, you know, hang out with that dog, you know. And, and, you know, he said, you know, there was times that, you know, he wanted to stay on campus, you know. But, you know, he, he never was too good at, you know, social socializing and stuff. So, you know, he was always kind of a loner, he said. But, you know, him and that dog, they were, they were best of friends. You know, he could tell that dog anything and everything, and that dog was always there, loyal. And uh, he said he, he went away to, you know, he would come home on the weekends, but, you know, come Sunday he would go back to his his dorm. And uh, he said this one, one day, you know, he, he went back, and he, he just had a nightmare that, you know, uh, his mom called him, was crying, you know, with bad news and stuff. And anyway, he he was feeling kind of down, so he called home and and talked to his mom and was just seeing if it, you know everything was all right, you know. And she she began to cry and she goes, "Well, hate to t- tell you this, but you know, uh, your dog got out. You know, he was looking for you. He got hit by a car. You know, and and you know." So we're we're taking care of him, you know. We, your father, you know, buried him in a good way, you know. And uh, he said, "Boy, after that phone call, you know, that that was his best friend." So he 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 just couldn't help but just uh, begin to cry, you know. And put that phone down, and you know, he was just feeling bad, you know, and. About that time, you know, he he was had his hands over his eyes. He felt something jump on his bed and stand right beside him. He looked up, there wasn't nothing there. <laughs> and he said, you know, for a long time, when he would sleep at night, he would feel that dog being at the end of his feet. You know, so uh, that you know that story. You know, if if you go like on the internet, you know stuff. There's a lot of people that'll say that they'll have those phantom uh, feelings about those animals long after they're gone. Mm-hmm. So you know, I don't know whether to you know believe them, but to me, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Made me cry, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I can't watch like dog movies, man. Yeah, it's just like, but dang, man, that's awesome. Yeah. I hope Natty does that when she goes on. Yeah. <laughs> Makes that journey. Man. <laughs> Cross that rainbow bridge. No. She'll be nine, man. Uh, it sucks to think about like getting older and stuff. Yeah. I gotta go. No. <laughs> <laughs> man, that was an awesome story, that man. Is a cool story. I enjoyed that. I enjoy stories like that. How that dog was still around and it's letting him know like I'm here. 
mm-hmm. whatever. Like, what do you do like to acknowledge that? Just kind of again, you know, you know, we we as Indians we believe in those spirit plates. Mm-hmm. You know, just like just like that dog. You know, he ate and drank. You know, things that it liked. You mm-hmm. know, even if you could just leave it or fry or you know whatever you think you might like you know just put it out there let them know acknowledge those things you know because you know he's coming back to see you mm-hmm. in that good way mm-hmm. so that's awesome i have to bring some fries i saw natty had a <laughs> bowl of fries over there uh, <laughs> she had that mcdonald's look too boy she was happy boy that tail was just tuk, 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 tuk. No. But, i had one um, sweet sour sauce he said, uh, oh, my name is Devin. I have a story about my Husky Lab mix who passed away a few years back. After Armani passed a couple of months, after Armani passed a couple months later, we got another dog, a German Shepherd named Coda. The first night we brought her back home, we were in our way. We were on our way home when we saw what looked like a UFO falling from the sky in a zigzag pattern. It looked like a star... It looked like a star was in, was it, what? It looked like a star was in an orb or bluish light. That night, I had a vivid dream that Armani visited, visited us, and in the dream, he was glowing, and he was sniffing the new dog we got. And my wife, my wife the same night, had a dream that huggers, beings, use people as vessels in her dream to tell her to let him go. They let her play with him one more time before they took him and went on their way. Thank you for letting me share. Hmm. Maybe Alien had a dream that alien beings use people as vessels. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, if I jacked that up, I'm sorry. Yeah. But that's what yeah. you sent me. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. It says huggers, but maybe aliens. Yeah. But, yeah. Came to them in their dream. I got a story kind of, um, not really like that, but, um, mm-hmm. this happened to my ex father-in-law. Um, we had a basset hound dog. This is back again when I was living in Coweta and, um, his name was Elvis, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, I almost didn't say the name of you, it. You and Elvis. I don't know. <laughs> I almost didn't say the name of it, but, um, anyway, but, um, he okay so we had this this basset named elvis he was probably about two two three years old and um her my ex-wife's brother also had a basset hound this is kind of where the story's going for that had died and so he was only about eight or nine at the time and so man we just felt so bad you know because he loved that dog so we ended up giving elvis to you know him because he was like i said he was just a little boy well, long story short, they lived in Moore, Oklahoma, and um, you know Moore is kind of susceptible to having really bad storms, you know. And um, they said there was a storm one night um, that had, was blowing through, and they lost power. And this is back before um, you know cell phones were as prevalent as they are now. So, like, if you lo- lose power, you just go to your cell phone. You can still kind of keep up with the weather. But this was before that. You know, your power went out. Sorry about you. You know, you better take some cover. But he said he heard like a freight train. Let's sound like a freight train, like, you know, going outside the house. And it just kept getting louder and louder and louder. He said it almost sounded like they were just um, 
like a scream, like a, just a really loud, like just howling scream, you know. And um, they all went to take cover. And long story short, they woke up that next day and Elvis was gone. Like the fence wasn't gone or nothing. He just, I don't know, maybe the dog got scared or whatever, but there was no trace of him. Just gone. Like, how the wind took him? Like, just don't know. They don't, there was no like hole where he dug out or no, you know, just privacy fence and it was just gone. So, the fence was still there? Everything was still there. Like intact? Intact. Maybe he fought it off. Maybe the dog was gone. Whatever did, he took the dog with him. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, they put up signs and everything. You know, um, no one ever turned him in. Mm. So, crazy. This story that I'm getting ready to tell, um, this is actually an Oklahoma story. And uh, this one is... uh, about a horse you know and any of you guys know about horses they're like big dogs they're loyal you know they're they have their own spirit you know and you know some some uh, programs they have horse horse riding programs to help children with uh, uh, behavioral health issues you know uh, that's how loving and giving horses can be you know, just wanted to say that much, you know, for you to understand this story. You know, horses can, they know when people are good people and they know when they're not so so good. You know, they always say, you know, if you're in a bad mood, you know, they'll, they'll kind of cheer you up, you know. And uh, there's something about riding that horse that, you know, children just love, you know, kind of soothes them, you know, and helps them focus. You know, so just saying that much about that so you can kind of understand this. This young girl got this horse, uh, this female horse. And, you know, uh, she was young and it was young. So, you know, she took care of that horse. And that horse took care of her. You know, again, you know, they had that bond that an animal and a person can have. You know, uh, she'd go out and feed and, 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 and comb it. And then when it got of age where she could ride it, you know, they would go on long rides together, you know. And, and you know, again, you know, she could tell that horse, you know, everything she needed to, you know, get off her chest, you know. And it was a good pet, you know. She loved it and it loved her. You know, they were good. You know, and, and, you know, when when uh, she was sick, you know, they would say that that horse would always face towards her, her room, you know, like it knew, you know, like it wanted to go over there. You know, sometimes when she was, you know, sick, wasn't feeling good, you know, that's all she would want. She'd worry about that horse, you know, and, and uh, anyway, you know, she she loved that horse. And, you know, sometimes, you know, she would go out and sleep where that horse was at, you know, and that horse would always, you know, be right beside her, you know, and, and, you know, again, they had that strong bond, that strong relationship, you know, and, and, uh, uh, she was, uh, uh, what you call barrel racing, you know, and 
her folks were teaching her how to do that, you know, and stuff. So she was, you know, got got in that arena with that horse, and you know they would they'd go around, you know, different rodeos and you know contests, and you know she'd win some, then she would lose some, but you know what mattered to her was you know getting to ride that horse, you know being around that horse, you know having those good times you know and and uh she went to a race you know uh and the the field was wasn't properly taken care of and you know she was one of the first few riders to go in this contest and she went around that first barrel and something happened and it caused that horse to uh, hurt its leg I guess that's where they call it make it lame you know and that horse was in a lot of pain and uh, her uncle said you know that that horse is in pain she said and there's nothing we can do about that so we're going to take that horse out you know I'm just telling you right now and she began to cry and you know try to fight her uncle you know not to shoot that horse and you know, her mom had to come and restrain her, you know, because, you know, that was that was her, her friend. So, you know, her uncle said, you know, I got to do it because that, that horse is in a lot of pain. You can't let, let it be like that. Let it suffer, you know. And so he, he laid it to rest, you know, and that just hurt her. It just broke her heart, you know, uh. And, you know, a few days after that, you know, they they took it out and they buried that on their property, that horse. But, you know, she said every now and then she could feel a wind or a breeze that went by. And it had that same feeling of that horse, you know. So she always knew that that, that horse was, you know, even after it's gone, it was still checking on her. You know, and sometimes late at night in the darkness in that field, she could hear it nickering. That's a good one. I like that story. I hear about I hear about horses, too. And they're just like big dogs. Yeah. Like you were saying. And I don't know. I've never got to. I've, I haven't gotten to ride a horse yet. Have you all? Mm-hmm. Tyler? Yeah. Let's go ride one. <laughs> scared. <laughs> I want to ride one like, I don't know. The only thing I'm scared of is like just getting bucked off, I guess. Yeah. Because I'm a lot older now and I don't know. It just takes me a long time to heal. Don't heal up like you used to. Yeah. A lot of times they'll, they'll uh, I used to work at uh, Perkins with those Iways. They had a horse program, mm-hmm. you know, during that time. And we used to have youth come out, you know, and. And we'd have them ride horses, but, you know, they used to, you know, introduce them to a horse. They would know how to match those guys up with those horses. And, you know, there'd be a lot of, uh, how you say, you just didn't go jump on a horse, you know, you know, if it was your first time. So they kind of got you introduced to the horse. And then uh, I was cracking up. I, I don't know if I should name him, but I'll just say Coleman came out there to visit me and He's a young guy. He was really wanting to ride that horse, and they got him used to it, you know. And they train, you know. They uh, 
uh, teamed him up with this one horse, and they kept saying, well, when you get on there, you know, don't get scared, you know, he'll take care of you, though. You have to trust in that horse. And Coleman, he was kind of a squirrely guy anyway, so he got on that horse, and I was walking him around with that horse, and kept asking him, y'all, y'all right, y'all right, yeah, I'm Lakota, so we're <laughs> horse people, we know that kind of stuff. I said, all right, guy. And uh, I said, are you sure you're all right? He said, I'm good. He said, I'm good. I'm good like that. About uh, that time, there was another kid, you know, he, he was wanting help to get on his horse. So I said, Coleman, you all right? If, if so, I'm going to go over there and help that other young man, you know. He kind of got kind of nervous, and he goes, he will take me over there with you. <laughs> And I said, well, I said, you're, you're here. I said, just, just, you're in this fence thing, so nothing can happen to you. Anyway, make a long story short, you know, as soon as I walked away, uh, I guess he got scared or something because I heard him kind of go, oh, my gosh. And that by that time, that horse took off. <laughs> but it was in a, a big uh, uh, fenced-in area. And so that horse just took off and was just going to run in circles. But Dan Coleman tried to jump off that horse, oh. got clotheslined by, oh. by that fence. I was like, dang. <laughs> so I thought you was Lakota, guy. <laughs> no. Man. See, that's right. I don't ride horses. I'm too scared. So what do you do when that happens? You just hold on? Like yeah. as hard as you can. Well, yeah, I mean, or they just, I would probably just, you know, if you, <laughs> if you, if you, just yeah, just fall. The, there's little things you can do. I mean, you just pull on his reins and he'll lift his head and he'll know to stop. Mm. You know, when they're broken, you don't have to worry about that. You mm-hmm. know, it, it it's like like I said, it's like a dog. It'll go forward when you want it to go forward. Yeah, it might, you know, move a little bit. You can't, like, completely make it stop. But, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part, it won't go anywhere. Slow it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's doable. You know, and a lot of times, you know, majority of the time, I'll say they just stand there. But, you know, they still kind of move around even when they stand, just like we do. You know, mm-hmm. we don't just stand there stoic. You know, mm-hmm. you know, we put our weight on one foot or mm-hmm. kind of move around. You know, that's kind of how a horse is. And I guess... That's what spooked him, I guess. I don't know. And he kicked it, you know, he did that little, and that told that horse to take off, you know. And, <laughs> Maybe uh, trying to adjust himself. Yeah. To back up in the saddle. So anyway, I mean, once you get on there, you get com- comfortable. I mean, you, you'll get you'll get the 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 way about it. I guess you might say. I'm I'm not a horse expert either. But, you know, I remember working with them and, you know, doing what, what I could. I I actually miss it, you know, uh, riding horses. But, you know, again, I'm sitting in now, so I have to give up those kind of ways. Got so, a car now. I know, I got a car. Like that way. A Tesla. Ah. <laughs> Electric car. Man. But you still got that bow in your walk, though. There you go. Still got that strut, boy. So, y'all see me, y'all know. Y'all know who I am. No, I'm just kidding. Just gonna paint that picture for all the aunties out there, and yeah. you and your Wranglers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was that real warrior. I just jumped on there like that, like that way. <laughs> Leggings. 
There you go. <laughs> that loincloth like that. <laughs> I own that horse. I mean, that horse had that good medicine like that. <laughs> do what Chris says. Don't do what I say. Yeah. Don't just fall to the side. <laughs> I thought about that when you were talking about that. I was like, dang, my foot will get caught in the... Uh, that foot holder and just getting dragged. Just <laughs> <laughs> pass out. Yep. Just take me. So don't do what I do. Yeah. <laughs> if, any, if any of you guys own some horses, let us come out and ride some horses with you guys. Yeah. I'd love to learn. I'd love to do it. I mean, like, just get used to it, like you said, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Probably just like driving a car. Mm-hmm. At first, I was afraid to drive, and here I am driving on my knees. No. <laughs> <laughs> eating that burger. Uh, eating that sandwich and texting. <laughs> God. Uh, watching YouTube. God. <laughs> Putting that Arby sauce on that sandwich. Man. <laughs> <laughs> eating that Chinese food. <laughs> Still got that Garfield in your back window. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, yeah. With a turn signal on too. <laughs> the hazard lights on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'd love to learn. So, Chris, let's do it, guys. If you guys got some horses, let us come out. We'll we'll show you that old Indian trick. That's no. right. Bareback riding, even. All three of us on one horse. <laughs> don't make a horse that big, I don't think. <laughs> get that Clydesdale. Yeah. I know. I was getting ready to say, that horse would be saying, get off me, yeah. God, get off me. Like, oh. Get off. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty big nowadays. I'll probably break that horse, boy. Tyler will be in the middle. <laughs> Chris will be guiding the horse, and then I'll be in the back. <laughs> Tyler, don't roll off. Dang. <laughs> horse will be barely moving. <laughs> He's breathing hard, too. <laughs> Slap that inhaler in his mouth. <laughs> Give him some air. Give him some air. Have that, that nose thing in him. <laughs> Got that O2 test. Yeah. <laughs> We get off of him. He's like shaped like a U. And the owner come out. What are you guys doing? Got horses for everybody. Get out of here. Get off my property. That horse was healthy when y'all got here. So y'all broke him. Oh my gosh. We won't do that. Don't believe what, what we're saying. We won't do that. Russell hung up in the stirrup. <laughs> Hanging upside down yeah, like just that. Bouncing <laughs> along. Just, <laughs> just upside down. This is how you do it? <laughs> just that head hitting the ground every time. That horse trots. Those three stooges. Yeah. <laughs> and he's Pawnee, too. That, 
goodness. Known for stealing horses, too. I don't know. Come, come back to that camp riding around like that. <laughs> Got one. So your ancestors be just looking at you like. <laughs> oh, man. I won't do that. <laughs> Oh, uh, whatever <laughs> lead we just got, we lost. <laughs> I don't want those guys come near our horse. Blocked us. <laughs> got us on block now. <laughs> well, Dane was typing out that whole thing. Hey, guys, come out and just start deleting it. <laughs> His horse just turned to glue, just like right in front of his eyes. <laughs> Dang. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, some videos. How are we going to do that? Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Just watch them, and I'll post them on the thing. Okay. <clears throat> but they kind of, like, go with the, uh, I guess they lost their their dog. These are, like, dog videos, so it's basically just um, the spirit of the dog kind of running around, and they, the it's caught on a cctv and they're like home cameras when they're gone security cameras sorry turn this up i'll post them but you just peter panned out Was there two dogs in there? In this one? Yeah, was there two dogs that they just flew away? No. Well, what? 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 See, what's that? It's whatever. Whatever was sniffing. Whatever that and spot see, is, it's like see, sniffing see, it. See, it just flew off. That mm-hmm. spot just flew. So there was two dogs there. Looks like there's something moving in the background. Watch it. See, there's that one. There's the other one. Now that one flew off. Oh, that other little orb takes off. You see that one? Yeah. So. Mm. Dang. I'll post it on here. But yeah, you'll just... uh. Oh, this one's cool, man. So that's the real dog, and that's the spirit of the other dog. I guess they're playing. Man, that is wild. What I wanted to say about that first one, and even the second one, you know, they always say, you know, these dogs, they can see spirits. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they've they got that vision that they can see things. So, But on that first one, it looked like there was two of them. And then one flew off, and then the other one flew off. So maybe 
Maybe it was two two uh, dog spirits, you know, still playing around. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. And then that one, this one, was a dog and uh, a dog spirit. Mm-hmm. And you know, again, that that makes sense to me. That's mm-hmm. cool. That's cool. Do you see it? Where? I didn't see it either. I didn't see it. Unless it's that. I think it's that right there, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, right there. Ghost dog. Dang. Don't look at that. No, just kidding. Whoa. What is that? (laughs) Dang. But yeah, those are just like videos of uh, dogs coming back in spirit, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, like I said, over all over Facebook, you'll see those videos of animals like that. And they're not just dogs. They're not just cats. Mm-hmm. I haven't mm-hmm. seen some with, you know, uh, tigers and lions, you mm-hmm. know, from old zoos, you know. And, and it's just amazing that you see... Those kind of spirits. You know, I've always wanted to travel to uh, the Colosseum. Where's that? In Italy? Oh, in Rome? Rome, yeah. You know, a uh, long time ago, I can't remember what ghost show did it, but they were there at that Colosseum. And they kept saying they heard, you know, animals. You know, mm-hmm. And you have to understand that Colosseums where they used to have all those gladiator fights and, mm-hmm. you know, people died there that the blood is just soaked into that that dirt in the middle of that coliseum yeah Mm -hmm. and i would love to go there and to investigate to check that out because you know they say that place is just super super haunted but you know if i ever got a chance to go somewhere that would be the place i'd like to go Yeah. yeah yeah i never even thought of that but when I typed in, like, I typed in spirit animals and TikTok, and it came up with a bunch of dog stuff, and some of them were just, like, people talking about dogs or whatever, and I just typed in, like, spirit um, or ghost animals, and then there was one, I saved it, but then, like, I guess they deleted it or something, but there was one where, I mean, like, the stories we were telling, it was just a, a, a person that got, like, really close with the cow, Mm. And it kind of just grew up with that cow. Like, they didn't slaughter anything. It just died of old age. And then, like, as he was, like, older, uh, he would say that that cow would, like, he would see it in the pasture where it was. And then they would just, like, be looking at him. So he wasn't, like, freaked out or anything. He was just, like, you know, I think it's there. But he's, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, like, tripping. Because mm. he wasn't fully aware of, like, the whole these things are real, you know, and they can come back to check on you to see you or whatever it may be. And so that's what he was just talking about. And yeah, he just said like, yeah, like we just had like a, a close bond, you know, when it was a calf to when it was just a grown, um, cow, I guess is the proper term. Just adult cow. Yeah. Yeah. Did y'all guys ever watch that tiger King documentary? Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Some yeah. of it. Some of it. They talked about that, you know, that area. You know, there, I guess a lot of those animals died there mm-hmm. at that facility. And supposedly, you know, they used to feed people to those tigers and mm-hmm. stuff. But they said, you know, even after they've cleaned all that stuff out of there, got all that stuff out of there, you still hear animals over there. Mm. And that was in that documentary. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I remember watching that. And I was sitting there thinking, dang, you know. Those animals must uh you know, they must still be there, you know, so uh, in spirit I mean. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but you know, here in Oklahoma you'll come to find out there's a lot of places where they used to hold some of those animals. Up in uh uh where is that? Coffeeville, Kansas. They used to have a little place, had a little uh safari up there. And they had alligators and and uh, lions and hyenas and stuff like that. And when my kids were small, we came back, and I was taking them through there, and I saw that, and I pulled over, and we went inside and visited, and, you know, I got to see that. But that that thing's no longer there either, and I don't know why. You know, I never checked to see why it's no longer there. But I remember seeing those lions and hyenas, and that's the first time I ever got that, that close they were behind like a a big glass Mm -hmm. but you could see how big they Mm -hmm. actually were and i'm like golly on tv they don't look that big they look like maybe like a big sized dog but man them things are huge Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden they're going wow that's that's scary in itself yeah uh, they were talking about like lions and tigers and like you i mean like just seeing them on the internet or like tv i mean like in your mind you're like yeah they're big but you know how big could they possibly be and then when there's like videos where a human <laughs> is standing next to these lions or tigers then they say like they can grow to like 600 pounds or whatever 900 and just be like ginormous animals and it's scary because like these people are standing right there right by them yeah and easily could just swipe them or just do something crazy. And it's like, man, I'm not in it for them. <laughs> Wouldn't catch me by a tiger. <laughs> and I enjoyed this episode. That is a good one. It was a cool one to just kind of talk about animals and, you know, the joy they bring to people. <laughs> and uh, let everybody know where to follow y'all. Oh, you want me to go ahead? Uh, Tyler Randall. Uh, you can follow me at Skoden underscore cinema on Instagram. You can follow me on Skoden Cinema on Facebook and Pump Action underscore podcast on Instagram as well. You can find me at Christopher Honka Hill on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. And Facebook. And Facebook. And, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, check me out, Russell Sunny Go on Facebook, Rustamus49 on Instagram, uh, Okie Podcast on Instagram, and check us out wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're new here or a follower from the very first days, man, thank you so much for sticking by us, hanging out with us. And uh, by the way, man, I went to Cherokee Nation holiday, and I want to shout out... Um, clan creations so clan creations they had a man huge fans of the show and you know i appreciate the love and the support you all showed 
um, at Cherokee Nation Holiday. So Veronica O'Field and Casey O'Field, thank you so much. They own Clan Creations, and they are small business. They do everything that they need to do. They don't have a Facebook right now, but um, if you go to our Spirit Talkers page on Facebook and my personal on Facebook as well, I I posted them uh with the with their sign and they got a number on there as well if you need any custom work done hit them up um and this this will be out after cherokee nation but i'm sure they set up at a lot of other places as well so if you ever see clan creations anywhere um just go check them out support your local businesses and uh support your indigenous uh, artists out there and so i want to yeah just a huge thank you and a shout out to y'all because uh I mean, you guys made my day over there. Um, it was a great day, but I mean, just to feel that much love and appreciation for what we do and just to hear the stories that, um, how it made y'all feel, you know, looking forward to the next episodes every other week, even watching the old episodes just to get by that time that we, you know, re- that we post out stuff, man. It was a, that was amazing to hear. And so, man, I appreciate that. And everybody, go check them out, please. Go, go follow. Go. Uh, they'll probably have a Facebook page up soon, but let them know. Let them know we sent y'all over there. And follow us wherever: Instagram, TikTok, uh, Facebook, and they say Instagram, Instagram as well. Spirit Talkers Podcast. Go follow us on TikTok. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. And yeah, if you have any stories, please send them our way and we'll get them right on the show. Just send them to me, Chris, Tyler, or wherever our social medias are. So, yeah, yeah I guess I'll oh. next time, everybody. Maro. Peace out.